Uh, so what, what I would like to do first, and this is a cool exercise that I learned from a book by uh, Jensen Chero. I want you to just take a couple of seconds and just look around this room. By the way, this is such a cool building. <laughs> right? Just look around this room. And I want you to count the number of things that you notice that are red. That are red. Don't, don't, you don't need to name it out loud, but just start counting the things that you notice that are red in your mind. All right, just for a couple of seconds. Okay. <laughs> just cut on my finger. <laughs> All right, just for a couple more seconds, just start noticing. It's a little exercise. Okay. I <laughs> can't turn that far. Turn your neck around. <laughs> like the exorcist. Right? Now, everybody, look at me. Just look at my eyes. Now, don't look away for this next thing that I'm going to ask you to do. Just focus on me. Now I want you to tell me everything around you that is brown. Okay? Now that here's the funny thing, right? <laughs> now here's what's so interesting. You're just looking at me, and I know you can kind of see with your peripheral vision, right? There's probably a bunch of things around us that are brown, actually majority from what I could see right now as I look around. But we probably didn't see it because we we're only looking for red, right? So here's my point. Your emotions that we have, the emotions that we have, the feelings that we have and experience, and ultimately our happiness is actually determined by what we choose to notice. Okay? I'll say that again in a different way. Uh, the emotions that we have, the feelings that we experience, and ultimately the happiness that we want depends on what you decide to notice. Now you all know Wayne Dyer, right? You guys heard of his name? I love this saying by him, he says, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change, right? When you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. In other words, ultimately, this human experience that we have is determined by the way that we choose to perceive reality, okay? Not only the way we perceive it, but the way we could also create reality, right? And some people, they don't understand that. They don't believe that you can actually create your reality. So the way that you choose and decide to perceive your reality changes everything, folks, right? So just think about it. Just every single day, all of us, we have these countless experiences that we have. All of us have situations every single day. We meet certain people. We go to certain places. And so the million-dollar question to think about every single day with all these experiences that we have as human beings, and the question is this, what do you see in your world? What do you see? Do you wake up every morning and do you see love in your world? Or do you wake up every morning and do you see fear? Just constantly living in fear. Kind of like a fight or flight kind of mentality. You know what I'm saying? Albert Einstein, is that in the Bible? <laughs> Albert Einstein, you know, my, my background is a, is a Christian. That's my background, but of course a lot's changed. Right. Albert Einstein said that the most important question any human being can ask themselves is this, is this a friendly universe? The most important question a human being can ask themselves. He also said that there are two ways that you can live your life. One, as though nothing is a miracle, and the other is that everything is a miracle. It's the way that you choose to see. And what you choose to see becomes your reality, folks. And what you choose to focus on expands, right? Now, how do you guys usually, you guys mind if I just talk like this, how do you guys, how do you guys usually feel every day, right? It depends. <laughs> Maybe some of us feel like so-so or okay, but sometimes it's like up and down, right? 
or if your kids drive you nuts or something like that, it goes up and down, right? Um, but how do you feel right now? Great. At this very moment, great. Some of us, we might feel tired or bored or so-so or okay or indifferent or whatever. You know, you just don't care about stuff that's going on in your life right now. Or maybe some of us actually feel really horrible and we're just covering it up. Who knows? You really don't know how we feel, right? Because it's easy, very easy for us to put up a front. We're all guilty of that, folks, okay? Even me, when I was a pastor for many years, <laughs> right? And that's the thing. No matter how you're feeling at this very moment, even if you feel really bad, or even if you feel really good, here's the good news. You could still feel better from what you're feeling right now. But how? And to me, what I discovered is that one of the most powerful things that you can show every single day is gratitude, which is the word that you mentioned earlier. It's gratitude. And we've all heard this before. But it's really true that just one of the most powerful things that I've seen in my own life to change the way that I feel, because sometimes we feel like we can't control our feelings. But the way that we ultimately control our feelings is by changing the way that we think. It's by changing the way that we see things. It's by noticing the things that you actually notice. You only notice the red, and you forget everything else that's just around you, right? It's been scientifically proven that one of the greatest contributing factors to our overall happiness is actually showing gratitude, right? And so as you watch YouTube, as you told me you watch YouTube, uh, there was an experiment that was done called the happiness experiment. I don't know, have any seen the happiness experiment? When you get a chance, look it up online. It's really interesting to watch. So they took several volunteers as subjects and they made them take a test just on the spot. And the people that were volunteers, they didn't really have an idea what was going on or what they were looking for. But based upon the test, they were able to determine their level of happiness at that moment, which is really interesting. So what they were asked to do was they were, they were asked to close their eyes and to think of the most influential person in their life. Just the most influential. It was probably a person that has done something so amazing for them, something so important for these individuals. And so they closed their eyes and they thought about that. They had this feeling of appreciation for this particular person. And then they were asked to write everything down that they can come up with of why this person was so important to their lives. And you guys know that when you write things down, it, just, it, it, it can be an emotional experience. We start feeling a sense of gratitude. But the experiment wasn't over yet that after they wrote all of these wonderful things, wonderful things down about this particular person in their life, on the spot, they gave them a phone, and they said, I want you to call that person right now, no matter what country they're in, and I want you to read exactly what you wrote down about this person. And there was a person that was actually out of the country. I think they ended up calling someone and waking them up like at four in the morning or something like that, right? But they were challenged to do that. And so, I don't know, I'm guilty of this, that, you know, there's always a lot of nice things that we could say about a person behind their back. Yeah, so-and-so is dirty. You know, you could get all detailed. And we're not very shy. But, you know, when you actually tell it directly to the person, you'd be kind of shy, right? At least for me. But here, here's what happened. They, they called these people at that, on the spot. And some of them were, got kind of awkward <laughs> because they didn't know how to bring it up that they're doing an experiment. And as they were starting to read, the tears started to come out. And the gratitude, you started to see a shift, like a change in their attitude of how they were feeling, they started to smile. There was a lot of laughter. There was a lot of shyness going on, right? But then after they did that, they thought it was over and it wasn't, and they were given another happiness test, right? So they took the test all over again to determine their happiness, and here's what's, what they discovered. 
that happiness increased after they made the phone call showing the appreciation, and it increased between 4 and 19%. That's pretty good, right? But here's what's even more interesting, is that the person who experienced the highest jump in happiness was the least happy person who walked in the door before the experiment started. So what does that mean? Folks, no matter what you're feeling right now, no matter how crappy you're feeling, <laughs> how much you want to hide it, right? We're going through stuff at home or work, relationship. No matter what you're feeling right now, gratitude can change things very much, especially when you start to experience and you start to feel and raise that vibration. You guys following? Yeah? Now, I've shared about this a little bit at, at the meeting, but look at my hand. Okay, some of you already know about my hand already. So I was born this way. Now, here's my struggle, folks, when I was growing up. When I was a kid, I was teased a lot. So, you know, kids could be kind of cruel. Sometimes adults can be kind of cruel, too. But when I was a child, kids didn't have very smart things to say when they want to get mad at me. They would just say stuff like, at least I don't have one hand, and just stuff like that. So as a child, you know, for me, I felt very insecure. I felt very ugly. Honestly, I really felt like girls wouldn't like me, and then my beautiful wife proved me wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, but the thing is, I, I perceived myself that way, even though if it wasn't true. And so one of the memories that I have, actually it happened so many times when I was a child, that I would be sitting in the back of my parents' car in the back seat, and I would always just look at my hands, and I would just start crying. I was just very insecure. And I remember I was just focusing so much on what I don't have, just feeling very different. You know, like, you just don't feel normal. I, I wanted to go to a school where there's, like, special kids. Honestly, I felt like that when I was a child. But when I was experiencing those things, I was always asking the question, why? Why me, God? You know, what did I do? <laughs> what did my parents do? But, you know, I, I realized that there's, as human beings, there's nothing wrong with asking the question, why? Because we all struggle with stuff. But I realized that asking the question, why, didn't help me very much in the long run. And I stopped focusing on the why, and then I started focusing on the what. What do I have right now? And here's what's so funny. I have a palm, so all my fingers are small, they're underdeveloped. If I have a palm, why does that work for me? Why am I so happy for that? Because when I was in elementary school, I discovered breakdancing. <laughs> and so when I was in elementary school, that became my biggest hobby, even to this day, believe it or not. I don't breakdance anymore, but literally, if there's internet, I still watch breakdancing every day, <laughs> even before I go to bed most of the time. And what helps out when you have a palm is that I'm able to balance. And it's ironic because I was a breakdancer when I was in high school, had one hand, if you want to call it one hand. But my special move was the one where I'm balancing on my hand and spinning around on the ground, you know, hopping and stuff like that. I would do one-handed moves and stuff like that, which was ironic. I made it a strength of mine. But what's so interesting also is that I also notice I still have some small fingers, and I love video games. <laughs> and I love playing with my, with my iPhone, <laughs> you know, when I'm taking a break from writing. And I, and I ask myself sometimes, if I didn't have these small fingers, how will I play with my iPhone? Honestly, I, I think about that sometimes, you know, because my wife sees me play with my, my phone once in a while. And so I started just cherishing the things that I have. I could play basketball. I could carry a plate and serve my wife and just put a plate right here. Sure, there are some things that I have some challenges doing, just have to do a little bit differently. But, but, you know, I try to realize that there are no limits of what I can do, what we can do, you know. So I started focusing on that. You know, just the other day, I watched on Facebook. Facebook is like all videos now. When you look on your newsfeed, right, there's a video of a guy playing the piano and he had no hands. How do you play a piano with no hands? So he had like half of an arm, like the stub, 
So he was just playing like this, and he was using his chin. And I was watching that. I mean, I wouldn't even imagine him using his chin. I would just thought he would just use his arm. And it sounded amazing. It wasn't bad. It wasn't sucky. It was really good piano playing. And Remy was like, Josh, you got to watch this. I'm just like, dude, it blows my mind of what people are able to see when they start focusing on what they have. And that's what I want us to do today is that what do you have right now that you can be thankful for? Because like I said, no matter how you're feeling, when you start focusing on what you have, life actually gets better. It gets better, folks. You know, some people can ask me and say, you know, Josh, uh, that's, that's great. You know, you're sharing about this gratitude thing, but my marriage is falling apart. Uh, I just lost my job and life sucks at the moment. How, how does this gratitude stuff really work? Now, how to, I'm, I'm sure you guys know this already, as I'm sure you guys teach this. How many of you know that gratitude does raise your vibration, right? It, it affects your body, right? If that's true, and that everything is energy, and all things vibrate at a certain frequency, right? You and me and everything that we even desire vibrates at a certain frequency. What's so interesting to take note of is that as your frequency and your vibration is raised, and you start being in alignment with the universe. For some reason, things just start to work out, right? Maybe not the way that you want it to, but things just ultimately just start to work out. You start going in this flow of you just start allowing the universe to work things out for your good, right? Now let me put it in a different way for us with a religious background too. In other words, when you start trusting in the goodness and in the love of God, life works somehow. Or even it does talk about it where all things will work together for the good, right? Now, how will it work out? How will your marriage work out? How will you just lost your job? How are you going to make it through another month financially? I don't know. <laughs> Here's the amazing thing. When you focus too much on the how, then you're going to start focusing on what you can see. And when you start focusing on what you can see, you know what's going to happen? You're going to start to doubt. You know why? Because what you can see, it does look like it will not work out. But this is where faith comes in. This is where trust comes in. This is where trust is involved. That when you're able to not focus on what you see, but you trust that the universe is good, and you trust that this universe is for you and friendly, you will see that somehow in the unseen realm, whatever that means, things just start to unfold effortlessly. And I've seen that even in my own life. Now, some of you know this story too about me. I had a pretty secure job for several years when I was going to seminary school. Um, at my age at that time, from what I can tell, I got, I've made pretty good money. It was pretty stable, whatever that means. I don't know what stable means anymore, <laughs> right? But I had a regular income. And so when I was, I had that for several years and all of a sudden, back in 2008, I decided I'm going to go to the Philippines and just go with the money that I had. I actually gave my car away because I actually wanted to push myself to see what I can believe for. And I know that sounded crazy to some people. I actually had a brand new car and I gave it away because I didn't want to rely upon that. I could have converted it to $10,000 at the time for the Blue Book price. But I said, you know what? I want to see with the little that I have how this stuff works of trusting. And I know it sounds crazy, but I did that. So I went to the Philippines <laughs> and I didn't have a regular job anymore. And uh, there was nothing stable in that sense. And so I had times in my life when I was there, because um, I honestly, when I went there, I didn't even know what I was doing. It was just like a step of faith, whatever you want to call it, to just go out and do something different. 
I had moments where I had more than enough money for today and for tomorrow, maybe even for a couple of weeks, but I didn't have enough money for the end of the month, for rent or something like that. And, and, and what I started to realize is I started to understand who I am, of God in me, right, and, and me and God, whatever you want to talk about, our union with God or the universe. I started to see that everything that I need, I already have. That maybe I don't see it in my bank account, but I can see it in my mind. That this world is so abundant. How can we say that we can't make money somehow? And so what would happen, I would say, you know what? I have today. In fact, I have more than enough that I could help other people. Because folks, you don't want to get by with just enough. <laughs> you know, because then how can you help other people? But I realize I have more than enough today. And tomorrow's not here. And the end of the month when the rent is due is not here yet. But I'm not going to worry about that. So what I would do, and, and, and I could testify to this, of how this experience has been real for me, I would spend my money fearlessly and enjoy and treat myself. Not like, I only have to spend money in helping the orphans in the Philippines, you know, try to be religious, you know. No, I could understand that life is good even for me and that I have nothing to fear and just spend. Spend it on other people. Spend it on yourself. Know that this world is abundant for me. Then as I would do that, folks, Every single time I quote-unquote needed the money, it came every single time. And then all of a sudden I got married. <laughs> and my wife has been able to testify. Every single time, the money always came. Sometimes it was last minute, and those were challenging. <laughs> but it came in so many ways, that even in ways where it seemed so unexpected, and just, you just wouldn't realize, it. I, I, didn't, I can't believe I got money this way. And so that's the amazing thing about the way this world works, folks, that when you just start trusting, and ex expressing a gratitude in your heart that what you already need, you already have. It's going to come. And that not only are you going to be okay, but you just start expressing yourself and feeling the gratitude that you have, that somehow, like I said, things just start to work out for us, folks. I'm not going to say, you know, isn't it interesting, folks, that the things that we tend to worry about, they don't happen. I've, ex I've seen that. There are times I'll be worrying about something. What about this? What about that? You know? And then it doesn't even happen. <laughs> and then you worried for nothing. And you got pissed off for nothing. And you projected your anger on your family members for nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what's so crazy about it. Worrying is just a waste of time. Because we worry because we focus on the how of what you can see. But remember, you focus on what is the unseen of what you can perceive and what you can create. Now, I'm not saying that you will never have challenging situations or situations that are apparently bad circumstances. But the issue comes down to how will you respond to all of those circumstances and how will you perceive it, believing that it will somehow work for the good, somehow, even if you don't understand it, you don't need to understand it all at the moment, but just to trust and to focus on just living in the now. That's a powerful thing. When you learn to just live in the now and not worry about tomorrow, not dwelling on the past, but living in the now and allowing all that fear, all that worry to just slip away. Now all of a sudden you're present. You feel at peace. You feel almost at one with everything, right? And that's what's so amazing about showing gratitude, folks, every day is that all of a sudden when you start thinking about it more, you start becoming more aware, right? You start being more aware of presence. You start being more aware of the joy that you have in your heart and the peace, that the benefits that when you start showing gratitude is that somehow it empowers you somehow, even in the most difficult circumstances that you could be in. And gratitude even strengthens you and even gives you hope, folks. 
when things don't even look so good, so to speak, in a, in a particular situation. And when you give gratitude, it helps you to remember that contrary to what many extreme religious folks say, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> that you can still appreciate today and that there's always something to be thankful for. Always something to be thankful for if you're just willing to notice it. If you're only willing to notice it. That when you start showing this gratitude, not only do you start feeling good, but you actually start to believe that today, that life is good. Life is good. And you know, the two most powerful words that I think people can say every single day is what? Thank you. You could whisper it. You know, I just encourage you that throughout the day, just whisper it. But as you whisper it, as you say it, even if you don't feel it, just say it. Just say it until you feel it. And then you say it because you feel it. But start saying it in such of a way where you just start feeling the sense of gratitude because our words are empty unless you feel, right? So what, what, what we can do is you just start noticing the things that we usually take for granted. The air that you breathe. Your eyes to see and read, right? The home that you live in, the bed that you sleep in, the car that you drove to get here. You know, we have good cars. You know, the food that you eat, the water that you have at home. You know, when I lived in the Philippines and I went to certain places in Asia, they didn't even have clean water. They didn't even have hot water. You know, there were times where we had to boil water in a pot to take a shower. Of course, we didn't boil it, right? <laughs> you know, but we had, we had to do that to, war, to warm things up a bit. And that was very new for me as an American because I took all of these things for granted. You know, someone's smiling to you today. To be thankful for that. It, just, it cheers you up, just smiling. Or somebody opening up a door for you. Or somebody even giving you a text message, inviting you for dinner, and you're thinking, wow, that person actually enjoys my company. They didn't have to do that. You know, something little like that. Or, or our family and our friends that we cherish. Or your pets. Or the entertainment that you have at home where you can just relax after you had a long day's work. You know, th there's so many things that you can go through the list. Because the list is actually endless. Like I said, it's, it's what will you notice every single day if you decide to. If you're becoming, if you're able to be aware of that, folks. You know, just a couple days ago, um, good friends of ours, this couple, lost their daughter. Their daughter passed away, and uh, she was only 13 years old. And so yesterday was a funeral, and there was a lot of people. And uh, as I was listening to everybody do the, you know, the eulogy, it's a very emotional experience, even for me, you know, just uh, listening. I couldn't hold back the tears. And, you know, it just reminds me that even today is a gift. It's a gift. And that today is not just like any other day, but today is a new day. <laughs> it's a new day. Today is a gift. Life is a gift. You know, and I've, we've all heard it said that you want to live each day as though it were your last. Or I've heard other people say, live each day as though it was your first, you know. But however, however way you approach life, all I have to say is live it well. Live each day well. Count all your blessings and just soak it all in and just start watching life work for you. So thank you <laughs> very much. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah.